Hey, yo, welcome back to another episode of Put 30 on the Clock with Coach Phil. I want to talk to you about your training. Hoopers, we're back. I want to talk to you about your training for a second because I see this debate happening all the time. And it's something that's like, it really shouldn't be a debate, but for whatever reason it is, right? So I wanted to get to it and hopefully put an end to this debate. If I ever hear this debate, I'm going to just be like, yo, listen to this episode I put up on, on how we should train, right? And it's the debate between whether you should add to your bag or develop what's already in there, right? And the issue that a lot of people have with that is that they pick a side. And it's super frustrating because they don't really realize that they do both. Successful hoopers do both. You develop what's in the bag already, you sharpen what you already have, and you also add to it. It's the key to success. It's the only way to really like progress. The issue is your approach. What do you focus on and when? How much are you trying to learn at one time? What is it you're trying to, who is it that you're trying to become as a hooper? You know, I I felt like the first episode was, was identifying yourself. That was so important because this is who you are as a hooper from now until the end of time. You know what I'm saying? This is who you're going to be the entire time. So You need to know who you are. That way you know what you're building, how you're trying to build it, when you need it done by, and what team you're trying to provide it for. Like, If you don't know who you are, then you're kind of just out here just hooping. And there are people like that. It's really hard to be successful like that. I wouldn't recommend that unless you're just a God-given you know, talent. Some of those people exist. But if you're amongst the 99% of us who aren't blessed in that fashion, then that doesn't apply to you. So... Do you train to gain new skills or sharpen what's in the bag? The first thing you should do is identify what's in the bag in the first place. Identify what it is that you do. What things do you do so well that it can't be taken from you? What things do you do so well that you can't get it wrong? That's a that's a very popular sound on, on my social media feeds now. Don't just work until you get it right. Work until you can't get it wrong. And that is facts. That is straight up gospel, right? What are those things? Can you list them? Because if you can and you get other people who can list them, that's really how you're identified. Are you a defender? Are you a shooter? You're a slasher? You know what I'm saying? What do you do? I mean, you guys, like the younger generations, younger, every generation plays 2K. When you create your characters and you, you know, you create your, your my player and whatnot. I don't play video games like that, but when you create your player, you have to have these identifiers, but for some reason that doesn't apply to you. I thought 2K was imitating real life, right? So who are you as a hooper? And when you identify that, the question is always, okay, should I get better at the things I already do and specialize a little bit more? Or should I broaden my game and add some new things because what I do is excellent enough and I want to expand my role and responsibilities in these areas? That's an approach question. I am always going to be a fan of approach. How you approach a problem. How you approach a person when you introduce yourself. How you approach uh, uh, a group of people when you need to talk to them. How you approach situations is far more important than how you execute because sometimes you can be eliminated. You can be disregarded. You can be ignored. You can be... All kinds of things can happen because you had the wrong approach. Fellas, if you try to approach a woman with the wrong 
If you don't approach her right, she might not hear a word you say. <laughs> and you know this, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This goes for everybody. How you approach your problem is everything. So I'm always team approach. You should have this same level of um, seriousness and attention towards your game. You should have the same level of dedication towards your game. It should be the same for your game because your game is important. This is a thing that you high schoolers want a scholarship for, right? It's not just a game. This is your future on the line. If you really want a scholarship on this, if you're like, man, I can't pay for college unless I'm a, I get a scholarship for basketball. Well, then, well, if, if, if you really, if that's true, if that's true, then this is real serious, ain't it? Right? How you approach a problem is everything. So, You have to always, when you get these kind of questions, consider all sides of the problem because there is no cookie cutter answer. The answer is always, well, it depends. What are the circumstances? When you find that person that's always breathing down your throat to try to tell you to pick a side, there's a really good chance that they've never done this and therefore they don't know what they're talking about or they're trying to pressure you into a situation that's advantageous for them. Because if they had any consideration for you, they would understand why you're saying, hey, I need more details. I need more information. I need more before I can just say uh, black or white, one or zero, yes or no. Most of the real decisions in life are not black and white. Most of the real decisions in life are not one or zero. It's not binary. We live in real life. There's color. You know what I'm saying? Like One of my favorite things is like, yo... You could paint a picture, but that picture comes to life when you put color in it. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, not everything's black and white, man. I need I need details. I need information before I can make a decision. So the same is true for how you develop your game, right? New skills or sharpen the ones you already have, it depends. Who are you on the team that you play on? What teams are you trying to play for next? Where are you trying to go? Consider these things before you actually put in a lot of sweat equity and all this time in the gym and all these pickup games where you're practicing this stuff because you would hate to work on something and it's real good now. But just like being off by one degree, if you go far enough and you stay on that path and you were off by one degree, eventually you're going to see that you were way off of the target that you aimed for. All you need is enough time to figure that out. So the approach is very important, right? Now, for those of you who are like, man, why isn't my training translating into success on the court? Is it because you chose the wrong one? Perhaps. But for those of you who are like, why isn't it translating into success? It might be because of the intensity. It might be because of the lack of reality. Meaning, are you going to put 47 crossovers on one person at the top of the key. If you're playing high school ball, by the time you get those 47 crossovers, the ref would have called five second violation maybe seven times. <laughs> you know what? You're fast with the crossovers. They probably would have only called it like, I don't know, five times. I don't know. I can't do the math right now. But are you going to be doing that in a game? Why in the world are you doing 47 crossovers on one call? Right? It might be for the lack of experimentation. Now, that sounds all scientific and whatnot, but in straight up terms, did you do this in scrimmages, pick up real games? Because the same way 
a heavy bag doesn't punch fighters back, cones don't reach. They don't hit you in the chest. They don't grab your arm. They don't push you in the hips. You know what I'm saying? They don't try to slip their arm to get rib access so they can control you. They don't, they don't, do, they don't do none of that. Cones don't do that. So where did you experiment this stuff at? Maybe it's a lack of experimentation. When you get certain stimuli, how do you react? When you get bumped like this, how do you respond? Maybe, maybe your stuff ain't working because you ain't strong enough. And there are so many of you who just are allergic to the weight room and you will stay away from the weight room as long as you possibly can. But I mean, you can stay away from the weight room, but like, do you, what about a push up? I mean, some of y'all just hate to be strong. And I, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't understand it. But when you hoop, you're going to come to find out that when these defenders, they start pushing you, the further you go along, the, the stronger these pushes become. How do you keep your balance? You can't fly around everybody forever. You know what I'm saying? And I'm just talking to the guards. Biggs, I don't really have to explain this to you. Y'all know what's up. I'm talking to the people at the top of the key because they, they kind of don't. Right. They're just they kind of just accepted that they're weaker than everybody. But it's like even against the person that's guarding you, it's like when they start pushing you, can you keep your line to the basket or do all is that all they have to do is just push you? The ref doesn't call it. And now you're completely useless when it comes to getting to the basket, which was your strong point. You know, just one example. Right. Maybe your training is good. Everything's going great, but you just impatient. It's not going fast enough. I ain't developed fast enough. Well, I'm going to hit you with the time old, you, you know, with the, with the truth that's as old as time. If it was that easy, everybody would do it. Everybody would be that nice. It's not, it's, it's not easy. <laughs> it's the reason why you have to train every single day. It's not easy. You can't be impatient with the process. Now, you smart enough to know when you're being taken. You know when you're being lied to. You know you know when stuff actually is taking too long. But oftentimes people are impatient and they drop what they're doing, whether that be the sharpening of what's already in the bag, things they're already good at, or whether that be developing a new skill. Don't allow impatience to rob you of, of, of the fruit of your labor. Don't allow impatience to take away what you deserve because you actually showed up. If you're impatient, there's a lot of things going on. You did show up. You are working hard. You are present. That puts you ahead of so many people. It's ridiculous. But don't lose what belongs to you because you feel like it's not coming fast enough. If I was you, I'd rather you ask around. I'd rather you ask around. Maybe you find out your training ain't no good. Maybe you find out that the skill, the drills you're doing, they, they they don't apply that much. Maybe that might be the case. But don't be so impatient that you rob yourself of the fruit of your own labor, whether that be a new skill or being better at the things you already do, right? So putting all that together, right? It's like we want to train for success, whether that success be be better at what you already do whether that success be be better at the things you already do or whether that success be doing new things, I want you to be successful regardless. The approach is everything. You should be training for success no matter what that is, right? And the best way to train for success is to follow this path. Be extraordinary. I mean, absolutely extraordinary in one aspect first. 
Be an incredible shooter. Be an incredible finisher. Be so good at being a defender. Be so good at being a rebounder. Do one thing so well, so excellent, so extraordinary that it cannot be denied. Be so excellent at one thing that it's what you become known for. It it nearly becomes your identity. And then when that's locked in, you build something else around that. This is how your favorite players prove themselves in the league. Look at Giannis Antetokounmpo. He's pulling up jumpers now. People are still sagging off him, but he's pulling up jumpers now. Do you remember when Giannis got to the NBA? Aside from how he has grown physically, which is, it's, that is amazing in and of itself, right? Aside from how he has grown physically, look at his skill set. The man is no longer afraid to put the ball on the floor and try to make moves. But every year he adds one thing new to his game. And in my opinion, I think Giannis is the best player in the league. We could argue about that on another time. But if you look at Giannis, it's one thing. And then next year, it's another thing. And then the following, it's another thing. And it's like, at this point, if he wanted to average 40, he could. It's scary. He actually could. I think he could. He could. But it's because of the dedication, the hard work, and the approach. The man is excellent at what he does. And he's constantly building on top of that one thing at a time. If it's true for Giannis, it could be true for you. Even after reaching the NBA, you could see that. And it's not just him. It's all the other players. All of your favorite players have done the same. For those of us old enough, right? Because I know a lot of you aren't. (laughs) For those of us old enough to remember LeBron James' rookie season, the man came in averaging 25, like 24, whatever. He came into the league getting buckets, right? But it's how he's gotten buckets. Because if he stayed that same player, he wouldn't be as effective as he is now. LeBron can shoot threes and middies and post up. He does all the old man basketball stuff now because of the development. He didn't have none of that when he came into the NBA. If you go on YouTube and you look at LeBron James, just his jump shot, the way he shot as a rookie compared to now, you'll see it is completely different. Night and day, it's a complete change of form. That doesn't happen overnight. That is, that is a testament of dedication. That is proof of, of, of work put in to make sure that this is going to work for me. It's a, completely different, it's a completely different game. So when you're training, I want you to train for success. And it is unique to you. It belongs to you. It's not really a cookie cutter, one size fits all, what the next person does you should be doing. It's not true because when you come to the basketball team, what the next person does, coach is going to ask you to do something else. Now, if the shot goes up and coach says box out, coach is going to expect everybody to box out. If coach says, you know, get down, let's play some defense. Let's take a charge. I I hear that. Those are things everybody has to do. I, I, I got you. But that one thing you do. Like if you're a crazy rebounder, coach is not going to look for the other person to go get 12 rebounds. Coach is going to look for you to do that. So train for your success. Make sure that your approach is appropriate for who you are and where you're trying to go. When you take your circumstances, your dreams and goals, and you put them all into consideration, 
it will become very clear what you should be working on today, tomorrow, this week, this month, next month, and so on. The only reason trying to figure out what you need to do next is so difficult is because you don't take this information into consideration. You do that, it'll make a lot of things clear, and you'll actually get a lot better, I mean a lot better, a lot quicker. This is Coach Phil. Appreciate you spending the time. You could have been anywhere else in the world, but you're here with me, and I appreciate that. Y'all be good.